Hey guys, Noah Baker here with Voices of Construction, powered by TouchPlan. Coming at you with a new episode today to hear the stories of a wonderful young woman, Kate Fahey, who is the youngest crane operator um, in Ireland and the youngest female crane operator in the world. Although that's that's somewhat hard to define um, across the globe, um, but we have a great conversation about her journey to where she is and her drive to, to do what she does, as well as her background in, in farming in Ireland. Um, really great fun to talk to this morning. Um, great way to start my day and, and just an amazing story here. Uh, she's really become an inspiration to, to young women all over the world in our industry to to pursue a job and a career um, as a trade, as a crane operator, and, and just in our industry in general. Um, great to talk to. This is a fun one. Um, enjoy it, and I'll see you out there. Okay, thanks for jumping on. This is my, my morning, your afternoon. Um, yeah. yeah. What time is it there? Two, three? Two o'clock, yeah. Yeah, perfect. Um, so I'm really excited to have you on. Um, we, we found you via all of your, your newfound fame and press. Um, and we can, uh, we can get to that, um, as well, but, you know, from, from where we see you right now, um, you know, you're the youngest crane operator in Ireland, the youngest female crane operator in the world, um, and that's how we see you now, but I'd love to learn a little about your background, where you grew up, how how you ended up um, in this spotlight, and if it was intentional at all. So maybe you could just take a few minutes and, and tell us about your, your background, where you grew up. I know you grew up with a lot of farm equipment, which probably has something to do with your ability to pick this up really quickly. So I'll, I'll kind of kick it over to you. Yeah, so um, my name is Kate Fahey, and I'm from the west of Ireland, County Galway. Um, I was born and raised in a rural setting, so I've grown up on a farm. I, um, I it was never my intention to go into construction, that's for sure. Anyway, I, um, I, I grew up being familiar with the construction industry because my father has a construction company called BKRN Limited, which actually stands for the four letters of his children's names. So my older brother, Brian, then there's myself, Kate, and then there's Rebecca, my younger sister, and Niall, my younger brother. So um, he has he has been running that since 2010. So um, I I don't know. I just really never it never really interested me to go down that route. Um, I just always said people in construction they work too hard, too long of hours. It's too tough. Um, so I, when I was in school, it was kind of possibly law maybe and then that kind of went out the window for the amount of reading involved and stuff like that the amount of books and then <laughs> I always had an interest in science so I was heading the science route or like the medical route so I wanted to do podiatry but then I said no we'll give that a miss and I decided to take a year out so on my year out then I I needed a job so part-time my dad offered me a job until I could find something else that I, I would like to do. So I was up in the office in Dublin on Hume Street on the on the site in Dublin and I was just office admin doing different forms, helping out calls, deliveries, stuff like that. And then one day I needed to collect 
forms of the crane driver and I went to the banksman and I went over the radio to him and he said just come on up um, and have a go while, while like you know you have a reason to come up now so so come up but all the lads on site like there was everyone always has a great relationship on that side anyway it's a great site to work on um there was all slagging saying I wasn't going to make it to the top there's no way I'm going to get get up I'm going to check it out you know so have I had no fear of heights but when everyone was saying geez no she won't do that I was still kind of oh I don't want to check it out in front of everyone now so I kind of have to do it um <laughs> actually at that point I was the only female on the site between the office and out on site so the pressure was on so I went up and Paddy the green driver he said sure have a, have a go with driving it and I was slewing around and stuff like that and he said it would be an absolute waste if you didn't do your your crane test so I started then doing um training so Paddy trained me so I used to go up every day for a few hours with him and do some lifts and just getting to know all the different types of lifts, different materials you're lifting, stuff like that. And I had six months of that. And then I sat my crane test in January. So kind of only recently qualified really, but since then I've been driving and to be honest, I absolutely love it. It's, it's crazy. I did not think that I would enjoy it this much because I don't know, I, I just never ever, had an interest in construction, even though construction in school, I did have, I did like the subject and I did well in the subject. I just said, no way, no, I don't want to be construction. I think maybe just seeing dad always kind of, he was a roofer by trade. So maybe the long hours and the, the physicality of it, I was just like, oh God, no. Um, and to be honest, even myself, I was like, it's, it's a man's world, you know, it's a man's job. But since I've been in the construction industry, it's kind of surprised me that, the amount of females that are in the industry but obviously there still is a huge lack of females in the industry so we need to push for more but I think the reason that it just came so handy to me driving the crane was that I was so used to driving machinery from a young age on the farm tractors you know all that kind of stuff so and I have a, a genuine interest in driving like cars anything I really do I, I have an interest in driving so I think that's why I just enjoy it so much and it really doesn't feel like a job at all. No, so I definitely I definitely want to touch on kind of what what you love about it. Um I spent I spent summers on a large horse farm and and I found myself loving the the satisfaction of kind of being in the cab and doing something alone and like the instant gratification of finishing a field or or tedding and how it went from kind of chaos to like perfect lines, right? And like and there yeah. was there was the benefit of being in a cab alone listening to whatever music you want and not being outside in the heat right but there was also that benefit of kind of what you're talking about the mechanics of it all and and that's kind of what i'm hearing from you but before we go there i, I would love to kind of take a step back and and talk a little about your your earlier years kind of growing up on the farm what 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 would you do was it a you know, a hay farm, was it cattle, was it grain? What what were you guys doing out there? So growing up we all we just kept cattle, um all dry stock really and then some um some cows calved. So we um I didn't really get into farming either <clears throat> until maybe I was eleven or twelve. I didn't really have an interest before then. 
I would probably pretty still pretty young to the majority of the listeners. The guy I wasn't in until I was ten years old. It's like that's still. <laughs> I know my my like my little sister, my little brother. They are so interested now, and since they were six, seven years old, but I didn't really until I was about ten or eleven, and I just started to. I, we started to breed purebred limousines, so they're just a, a type of um, a cow, a breed of cow. So we breed them, and I think that's what gave me just the love for farming, just building like a bit of a connection with the animals. Um, and then as well, when I started to learn to drive, I um, was able then to get my tractor license when I was 16. So um, I was able to do a few jobs then around the farm, but see my father went to work in Dublin which would be about um two hours drive maybe from where I am um so it's the opposite side of the the country but I know two hours drive is nothing for you but <laughs> to us here <laughs> you know so um when he went to Dublin he'd stay in Dublin for the week and he'd come home on a Friday so we kind of had to um take over the farm and give him a hand, you know, so we'd feed the cattle while he's gone away and stuff like that before school, after school, just giving him a, a, a general hand on the farm, trying to keep things done from. So um, just being out on the farm every day and to be honest, the farm as well, it um, it doesn't feel like a, like a job. It's it's more just I love being out in the fresh air and haven't been able to drive doing jobs but also doing a few things like physically doing things like just say fencing or something like that you know so i i just i think really that what started off for me was the connection with animals i do love animals um and then from there just doing everything it just evolved and i just to this day i love farming i absolutely do yeah so you you kind of mentioned um, a bit about being a crane operator, and for everyone listening, um, Kate Kate doesn't work on a, a massive open air job. I've seen a couple of videos of you threading a needle. It's not like they they give the the youngest crane operator the easy gigs. Um, so that's not the case at all. Um, you did mention kind of the mechanics of it all. Did you have an interest at a young age, like? engines and levers and just kind of the mechanics of how things work and that kind of led to your passion and then using the crane yeah i i've from my age i did have an interest in machinery and cars especially and then um you know fast furious like watch them movies so many times like i absolutely love cars and then that kind of developed onto machinery and stuff but to be honest if you ask me to went under a car, went under a machine to fix something, I wouldn't know where to look. So um, I wouldn't be a great mechanic, but um, the interest is uh, is that definitely there. I absolutely love it. I'd love to to know how to do different things, but I suppose just now haven't got the chance to learn yet, but hopefully soon. But I'd have no problem like down at the farm greasing up a machine before it goes out or changing blades on a mower or changing blades on a topper, stuff like that. I'd have no problem doing that sort of thing. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I was I was the same way. I had a very strong interest in in cars and engines and machinery, but every time I opened the hood of, you know, my family's 1969 Oldsmobile Cutlass, I would just completely break something. It was it 
it seemed like I knew what I was doing, but I absolutely <laughs> did not. Um, <laughs> awesome. So from there, um, you you get your your crane operating license. When tell me a little about that, right? Um, there's I think we can easily just forego those things and say, oh well, yeah, I passed my crane operator license, and then I was I was doing it and all of that, but. I'm sure there were some stunned faces walking into a test or a classroom. Tell me a little about kind of your journey being, I mean, for everyone who can't see Kate, um, she she looks like, you know, any any other 18, 19 year old blonde, blonde female. So I think in a, in a largely male dominated industry, I'm sure you had your your fair share of encouragement, um, you know, slighted slighted comments and and people not yeah. expecting you to do well so tell me a little about that journey and how you've grown from that and and where you see yourself now so i remember someone saying to me to be a korean operator you have to sit in the cab for six months with another korean operator and learn and i remember thinking oh my god that is so stupid it is like i remember thinking like what in the name of god but now that I've actually gone through it myself, it's different. Like you're driving yourself with someone watching you and, and um, mentoring you. So it is, it is a little bit different, but at the same time, it's so necessary. You know, the, I'm still learning now, you know, you, you can't learn everything within the six months even. So it definitely is necessary. But first, before you even get onto a crane, you have to do your banksman um, ticket. So that's the, person who controls the crane from the ground so I remember going for that test and there was maybe six other males in the room but when I went out to the the test center at about it was about five in the morning or six in the morning it was really early and it was still dark and um I remember the I was the first one there because I was like oh my god typical men being late because <laughs> the men <laughs> So late. I was sitting there at the table ready to go early, hoping I'd get out early. And no, the men strolled in half hour late, didn't care. They did not care. But um, they, I remember them thinking like, is she the tester for the tester? Or is she actually doing the test? They were, and they're like, is it the tester's child? She's so young. What's going on? Like, <laughs> And as well, like I look like a pure baby with no makeup on me either. So people could be like, is she 13? Is she 16? What is she? You know, so the lads are kind of looking around as if I, like I felt like I had 10 heads. So then went out and we were doing the, the practical part and they were the tester was asking, like, why are you doing it? And the lads all said their, their companies have sent them to do it. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm only doing it because I need it for my crane tickets. And they were like what is this one is she pulling the piss like is this taking the mickey like i was like <laughs> no, no no i actually do want to do my my korean ticket so um then i like came back from passing that to, to site and i was telling the lads on site who all have been so so supportive like you wouldn't even i to be honest when i'm on site i feel like one of the lads they treat me the exact same you know they slag me the same as they would a lad you know I still get it as hard as the, the other boys do but um the encouragement from day one has been unbelievable um even my dad like I suppose he always just saw me as the tomboy like growing up on the farm and stuff so he has been encouraging but I know 
a few times now um I remember going in a man had heard that I was um a crane operator and he turns around and he goes well that's not a great life for a female and I said what do you mean he was like it's it's not really great for a female to be working in in such a an on-site hands-on role in the construction industry and I was just like all oh, right okay that's that's fair enough or even lately um <clears throat> a job came up I got offered a job but um at first they didn't want me because they said um the television since I was on television they're like the television can make her look good like she's a woman driver she can't be that good and then the man actually came and unknown to me watched me lift things um on site and he was like no you're, you're actually very good so I was kind of like inside I was like yes you know <laughs> um just kind of showing people that like it's it's the same thing really like if you if you didn't know who was in the cab, if you didn't look up and just watch someone drive, it's the exact same thing. So I don't know right. why people, it's such a deal over it, you know? Yep. No, I mean, it's, it's interesting to me when, when we first spoke, you know, I, I looked, of course, I looked into everything that you've done in the press and, and I mean, you have your own social media and we can talk about that. It's like, are you going to be the newest TikTok star? Um, but <laughs> um, with, with all of that, you've kind of come from a place where you wanted to do it for yourself. And now everyone's putting you in this light of kind of like leading this charge of, of female activity and, and crane operators. Did that change in your head? Or are you still, are you still doing it for yourself? Or do you find more responsibility now to get that word out there and to inspire other young women and, and things of that nature? Cause Going from I loved it because I love farm machinery and I'm really freaking good at it changes <laughs> once everyone kind of puts words in your mouth and, and has you on TV. And, and for everyone that doesn't know, feel free to Google Kate and the word crane operator and you'll see pages of Google results um, where they have a million different write-ups. But tell me a little about that. Has it has it changed in your mind? Or are you still just that person that loves machinery and, and everyone can can perceive it as they please um I still am that like I do it for because I love it myself you know um growing up my dad always told me um if you're in the right job you won't feel like you're at work and that's exactly how I feel when I'm in the crane you know it doesn't feel like a job it just almost like a hobby you know you're sitting up there and I really enjoy it but I suppose I do, I, at the start when people were saying you're a great advocate for women, you know, I was kind of like, I don't really see how this is inspirational. Like, I get that being like, um, that being like the only female in, in the, or the youngest or whatever in crane operate, operating, you know, it's kind of, I don't know, it's, it's, it, it's, it's surprising to me, to be honest, that it's, um, I am the the youngest or you know the only female it's it's really weird I like it's wrong I it, there should be more so then when I started to realize the lack of females in the industry even though there was more than I initially thought to be honest but still um I just think that there like people like me we should make more of an effort even myself I'm not great like um for doing it but I should uh, make more of an effort just to put your story out there I suppose not for recognition or anything just so that little girls see their sisters or moms or cousins 
that they can do it so they'll be able to do it when they grow up you know it's it's putting the image in into their heads um, and normalizing females in the construction industry i suppose um i remember I had my license about a week and a girl from a neighbouring town texted me and she was like, I don't want to be in school anymore. School is not for me. I want to drop out. How do I become a crane operator? And then I was so happy uh, just to be able to provide the information on how to become a crane operator because lots of people wouldn't know how to go about it, where to start or if you need a leave insert, which would be one of the state exams in um, in Ireland. So. Um, you know, do you need to go to college? Can you just go straight into it? it it's it was um, I was just really happy to be able to provide the, provide the information. And if there's any way I can get other females into the industry or encourage females into the industry, I absolutely will. But in my head, I just don't see myself as this inspiration that people have been telling me that I am. Kind of, you know, I am. Um, I still see myself as just Kate tomboy that likes driving cranes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I find I find the best advocates are are doing what they are, do because they love it, um, and then the on the second hand they inspire people, and having having a love for what you do is the first step in in really showing that because it's obvious to me, right? Talking to you, you love what you do, and you can't you can't fake that, right? There's no there's no way to kind of they're like yes, it's it's amazing, it's great. Nobody's inspired by that, right? Um, so tell me a little about how it how it felt, right? You've you've had a big stage and and crossed a big kind of pillar in life to get your operating license, to get a job, and we can talk about your your current project if you if you want to. We don't have to, but um, and then all of a sudden you're getting hit up by, you know, Construction Magazine Ireland and and other news outlets. Was that as as well spoken as you are? I still get the sense that like you do not want a camera in your face, even though I'm making you do it right now, and I apologize. But tell me a little about kind of that that transition and how you felt about it, how others felt about it. Did all the lads on site be like, oh well, now she's famous, blah blah blah, kind of give you give you a lip for that as well but yeah I think it was more just joking the lads would give me a good bit of lip or you know there's um there's the magazine where the the construction magazine Ireland they came out and uh, took photos on the crane and I thought it was for the magazine in a little corner like a little column or column or something and it might be a little picture the magazine landed out in the post and it was the front cover I was like I was never so mortified in my life oh I never I remember being on the desk and my father walked in and in and out a few times and he didn't spot it and next <laughs> was, oh my god Kate that's you <laughs> and the lads just they've been slagging me about that but um at the start I can remember um first it was RT News um, and I speaking on that, I was shaking. And I think it was just cameras and the fact that I was wearing a mic. I was like, oh my God, I, my hands were shaking. My leg was bopping. I was so scared. And then the following day, I, it just blew up. Like the text, the phone calls, I was like, whoa, what is going on? I didn't even think that many people watch the news. To be honest, I don't watch the news. I thought it would be granny and granddad down below. They're going watching the news, you know. Um, 
I thought the news was a thing of a thing in the past, really. But the amount of people that contacted me, it was scary. And then I did radio interviews, and at the start, I couldn't speak. Like people would ask me a question, and I'd give the briefest answer, and then it would be another question because I w wasn't able to talk. But I suppose it just kind of, I'm kind of getting used to it now a little bit. But I still. It's not really my favorite thing to do. I'd be, I'm not a shy person, but I just w wouldn't be used to cameras and mics and stuff like that. Yeah. No, I, I think I, I think I saw that cover of Construction Magazine where it's like, is it the entire skyline of Dublin out the window of the cab, and you're like turned around? Yeah. I could see. I mean, I would be very awkward to be on that as well so for that to be kind of your your first big thing that's that's pretty wild um so, my god could you not have a minute smaller <laughs> yeah just yeah i love that they didn't tell you either that's fantastic just like oh, oh yeah we're gonna click some photos um and then we're gonna blow them up and put you on the cover of the magazine uh, <laughs> but i i mean i think it's it's absolutely amazing what you're doing i would love to talk more about just the the day-to-day -day experience of, of being a crane operator. I, I believe not only are you the, the youngest that that exists basically, but also you're the first one we've had on this podcast. So I would love to kind of hear about the day-to-day. -day. I mean I've I've seen I've seen videos of of you really threading, you know, a generator through two buildings. Some of the the struggles working in a town like Dublin is if anyone hasn't been there, the the streets are not quite as wide as they would be in New York City or something of that nature. So let's let's talk a little um, you know, what what are the, the hardest parts? Do you do you just get massively bored sitting and waiting in the cab at times? <laughs> are you listening to music? What kind of walk me through your day? So in the beginning um, I was only allowed to do small lifts, but now that I'm qualified, I'm allowed to do everything. And the, you're right, Dublin, it's where we are is smack bang city centre. So um, the site is quite tight, like every bit of ground in Dublin, it's built on. So you're you're working in really confined spaces. And a lot of the lifts that I do would be blind for for, for the most part. Or, um, maybe picking up or setting down would be blind and then the other reverse would you be able to see. But um, I suppose it can be quite d difficult times and challenging because you're, you're concentrating so hard, but I feel like that's what makes the day go quicker. If you didn't have, if you were on a big open site where you're just lifting here and here and it didn't really matter where it went, just as long as it got over there, it, it wouldn't be as, as, um, as nice of a job I think that everything's so precise you're working in such a tight space it has to be has to be right I think that makes the day go quicker when you're you're just concentrating more but in the cab I suppose when you're waiting and stuff it does get a little bit boring but at the start like that I had TikTok so I was making TikToks and I was scrolling through TikTok but in the end I had to delete it I have deleted TikTok off my phone and I don't know when I'll be able to get it back because it just became a really unhealthy addiction so um I suppose that was that was something that kept me entertained <laughs> you can you can walk site here in in the states and and see everyone from you know people your age to 
superintendents at the age of 60, you know, grown men watching TikTok. And you're just like, what is going on here? Mm-hmm. Um, but with, with that, um, how how has it kind of affected, I guess, if, if you don't mind me asking, I could see this. For example, I have I have really good friends I've known my entire life. If all of a sudden my face was on the cover of Construction Magazine or or my my following on social media boomed, I would get a lot of lip. I guarantee it. I would get I would get a lot of jokes thrown my way. Has it has it kind of changed your your personal life and and how busy you are? Has it changed, you know, the job offers that you do get or has it like you said kind of inhibited the job offers that you get because it is so kind of fun front and center yeah so I think um I have I have gotten so many job job offers to be honest um and I, I just have stayed put I enjoy where I'm working at the minute but I'm, and I'm so grateful for the job offers but with friends I suppose it's it's always a crane joke. Everyone always has something to say. If I'm too busy, it's like, oh, she's too, um, she's too good for us. She's a crane driver. Or one something so funny that I saw the other day was there was something on Facebook a post saying um, a UFO spotted in Dublin City, and then someone commented underneath, "No, that's just the young girl driving the crane at night, swinging around in the crane." So. <laughs> It's just it was it's funny, but my friends, um, they're really supportive. I have a, a cousin I'm really close with, and she looks exactly like me. And she's always like, "You do not realize the amount of people that come up to me and say, are you the crane driver?'" <laughs> and I suppose I get that a bit too. Like even I was sitting in a cafe yesterday, and a man came up and he goes, "You're on ground level today," and I was like, "Who are you?" <laughs> it's, just, it was, it's so funny, just. People would pass comments or a little girl um, was walking in front of me on, on my break, coming back from my break one day on site. And she looked up at the crane and she said to her mammy, I wonder, is that the crane that the girl is driving? And it it was like, so it's just, it's it's mad the amount of people that would say it. But, but my friends, they don't treat me any differently. They still give me like the same treatment. And I suppose they just probably slag me even more. I'm yeah. always getting about it, you know, there's, Ah, oh, there's so many crane jokes. Can't even think of them all now because they've just come up with so many, and it's always just a huge slag. And as well, I suppose I got busier because I had to move up to Dublin to work, and then they were kind of like, "Why aren't you here? Why aren't you down? Can you come for dinner this evening?" And I'm like, "No, I can't. I'm at work and I'm living in Dublin." They're like, "Oh, feck this crane driving, you know?" Yeah. So you moved to Dublin. The, the country girl moving to Dublin. I've been to Dublin many times. I've been around Ireland. There, there is some, how do you, how do you phrase this? Some sense of individualized personalities from all over in different towns and different areas. Um, how has it been moving to Dublin in the big city? Do you like it? Do you hate it? I grew up in New York City and I couldn't imagine moving from a small town in Ireland to a giant city well I'm lucky that I'm so busy at work because to be honest I would absolutely hate to live in Dublin I don't know how people do it Um, I'm just so <laughs> to be in, in the country like if you want to go out for a walk down the fields you can do it and there's no no one else there only the cows or whatever there's no one 
walking a million miles an hour, buses everywhere, people with headphones on bumping into you, like it's crazy. The pace up there is a million miles an hour. I just wouldn't be able to keep up. I'm kind of more slow and steady. Um, but no, I, I like Dublin. I love working in Dublin, um, but I, I wouldn't like to live up there uh, full time because I come home at the weekends. I live in Dublin Monday to Friday and then I come home at the weekends. So I'm so lucky I have that. But if I was living in Dublin full time, I'd probably crack up because I wouldn't have the farm. Or even the other day, I said, I'm going to bring my guitar back to Dublin because I have something to do then in the evenings. And I couldn't play my guitar because the neighbours would hear. I completely forgot. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> you can't have a bit of just peace or just to be out, go off by yourself. You, there's nowhere you can do that. So I was like, oh God, this is the trouble of a big city. But in general, I do do love working in Dublin. I suppose there's the pros and cons. If you wanted to go to the shop, it's 30 seconds down the street. Whereas if I wanted to go to the shop here, I'd hop in the car and drive 10 minutes, you know? So right. um, downs everywhere, I suppose, but there's no place like home. Yeah. All of all of those things that you just mentioned are things that I grew up with and are very normal to me growing up in New York City, like neighbors banging on the walls or babies crying and you you learn to deal with it. Um, I'm sure that that you'll get more and more used to it. But um, from a lot of, you know, all I can think about and I, I don't mean to romanticize being being in the crane, but a lot of the things that I think about when I see the pictures of you, it's like you've moved to Dublin and you get the best view of Dublin every day from yeah. morning till night. Um, have you have you kind of when you're just sitting there, if you're not on TikTok, are you just kind of viewing over the city and, and seeing what's going on and watching people? I could only imagine my ADD just like spying on people basically at all times walking around. Yeah, I think some people forget that um, there's a crane there that you can see absolutely everything. Because I remember one day just looking across and I was like, oh, no, someone had just come out of the shower and forgot to close their blinds. So I was like, oh, God, they just forget. So um, you, you really can't see everything. But the skyline itself, oh, it's so beautiful. And especially during the winter mornings, I'd get up at maybe start work at six so it should still be pitch black and then you're climbing up and you you get to see all sides to the sky and you see it in pitch black with the lights then you can see it like as the sun's coming up oh it's just it's so beautiful and I don't think people really appreciate it when they're when they don't get to see it it's it's kind of oh, well I certainly didn't appreciate it but now I definitely do just being able to see I suppose how big even the scale of the city it's huge it's massive and i am um, i'm right beside stevens green which would be a park in in dublin and then just looking over to that to see your bit of greenery kind of gives you a little sense of home so <laughs> it's not all bad <laughs> yeah i'm actually so i'll be i'll be in um dublin for the lci conference in november but I'm staying right near Stevens Green, so I'll have to wave at you um, yeah. up in the crate. No, but um, besides that, talk to me about kind of, I, I guarantee every every news outlet and every magazine has asked you this, but where where do you see this going? You know, are you excited for the future? Are you just ex content with with where you are now and the achievements? Because don't get me wrong, the achievements are are amazing. 
Um, is this is this your future? Is this something you see yourself doing for the next twenty years? Um, I don't know about <laughs> weighted weighted question. I just saw your face. Definitely for a while, I'd like to continue driving anyway. Um, I suppose it's just something I can always say I did, and at least I've done it. I'm happy I've it. I've done it, but. I don't think I'll be driving the crane forever. I wish I could, but I just don't think I will. Um, I'll probably want to move home at some stage. So um, I will drive the crane for as long as I, I can. And I think people are kind of expecting like, what's she going to do next? Now that she's sat down, what's she going to do next? And they don't realise like I didn't do it to say that I was the first female. I did it because I just liked the crane. And they're like, what's next? Or a few people have said to me, will you give up crane driving and go around giving talks or talking to children in schools? And I was like, no, I did the crane license so I could drive a crane. That's what I'm going to do, you know. So um, I might go to college at some stage, but I think it'll be part time online. So hopefully I can still work in the crane. Um, but to be honest, I just I'm going with the flow for now. Like, you know, I'm happy out, so I just don't really want things to change. If I could keep yep. it like this, I'd be happy out. <laughs> and and I think that that question is funny. And, you know, what what are you doing next? This is this is fairly recent. It's not like you've been doing this for, for 15 years and you're you're moving on. Um, and it's funny that people kind of don't don't yeah. see it like that. Um, but so in terms of the the skylines crane operating the first thought that comes to my head is what what would be your your dream city to work a crane in to look over don't say oh. new york you don't want to go to new york if you don't like people running in to you with headphones on it's not it's not the place for you but the amount of times I've thought about this in even the last week is insane. I hope to go abroad very, very soon working on a crane. Um, I was thinking possibly Australia because I know they're preparing for the Olympics in 10 years' time, I think. So mm -hmm. maybe do um, somewhere in Australia. But Dubai would be the dream, absolute dream. I'd love to look across, across the um, skyline of, in Dubai. But anywhere, um, New Zealand, Australia, Canada, America, you know, anywhere, it should just, it'll be amazing. Somewhere that's just not Ireland, even though I love Ireland, just something for a change. And I suppose get a bit of culture in as well. Yep. Yep. Well, we'll have to offline, we'll have to introduce you to some of our, our jobs in, in Australia and, and Cairo and all of that to see if we can make that happen. But um you know, I've I've taken a lot of your time. I, I know you're you're a busy gal and you're you're doing a lot. Um, if there was kind of before we before we end, it it seems like you know your drive and your passion to do something is second nature to you, and and you're just like I want to do this, so I'm gonna do this, right? And that's that's rare in humans, just so you know. <laughs> it, it doesn't necessarily exist all the time, but if there was kind of one piece of advice, not only to young females who want to do this, but, but to anyone who wants to go this path is, you know, one, one word of advice or one word of warning, what, what would that be from you? 
I think the best advice I could possibly give is that if you want to do it, just do it. None of this, I can't do it because I don't know how, or I can't do it because um, it's you have to go to a city or a crane. You know, just get up, do it. Um, I suppose that's something I've learned from a really young age, it, like between the farm and stuff, uh, like females and males were the exact same. So I think that if you have that attitude, females and males the same, do whatever you need to do and just get it done. You know, none of this sitting back, oh, it's a long process or whatever. It, it's worth it in the end. So just go for it. Yep. And then with, with all the people we have on the podcast when it comes to kind of critical activities, being a crane operator, um, safety or or just your favorite on-site story right whether it's a dramatic one or just a funny one we we gotta hear yours um in terms of you know a gut-wrenching moment where you thought you had completely screwed up or or a funny moment where you know you and the lads had a good laugh about the photo shoots or, or something of that nature well the day of the photo shoot couldn't have been funnier because the boys are just so unused to it like they were all just like what is going on but there was one time where probably the tallest man on site he was about six, six foot five six foot six i don't know if that's tall in america but that'd be pretty mm -hmm. tall so um he he was going up the crane and he got scared halfway up and was clinging on to the ladder like i can't move can't move he had to stay there for about 10 minutes till we calmed it down he didn't get to the top and I was just, it was just so ironic that someone six foot five, six foot six was afraid of heights, you know, and someone that's five foot nothing can fly up, no bother to them. It was just so funny. But um, that was the day we thought, see, if you get stuck on a crane, you have to ring Dublin Fire Brigade to come and rescue them. So we were very, very close that day. But um, there's also been a few near misses, as everyone has, I suppose, in the cranes, you know, with wind, dealing with wind. So... One day I came a bit too, bit too close to one of the buildings, but thankfully I've never, ever, ever hit anything, and I hope it stays that way. Yeah, yeah. No, everybody, everybody has that. Well, it's been it's been absolutely phenomenal um, talking to you. We'll we'll definitely stay in touch, all of us here at Touch Plan and and myself included. I hope we get the chance to meet when I'm in Dublin. Um, at the very least, I'll I'll know where you are, um, so I can yeah. I can watch you work. Um, but other than that, I want to thank you for your time and your story. Um, I think it would be, it would be great to, to have you, you know, I know you don't want to be a speaker, but I'm sure a lot of people at the, the National Association of Women in Construction here in the U.S. would, would love to hear your story as well. And I hope they, they tune in and listen to this, but thank you again. Um, I'll let you get back to your, what seems like your day off, which is... Yeah few and far between so I'll, I'll let you do that and um thank you again so much and we'll we'll talk soon thank you